Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT podcast. You're here with Bolo. And at the top. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. We're giving anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo has a performer. Mm, and Dr. Tom J, psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional, professional review on Canada's Drag Race Season 3. So let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling. The GNT. Clank. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to another live podcast review mm-hmm. show, take, viewing, um, where obviously you know what we do. Yes. We watch, we record, we release. Oh, okay. I've been doing it yeah. all this time. Yeah. Okay. I'll try and do that from <laughs> we today. We watch, record, and release. So I'll, it sounds I'll, a bit, I'll try and do today. Sounds a bit kinky. Now, Bao, <laughs> how are you? I'm well, Tom. Well, hey. Everyone, it's early. We've woken up really early to do this podcast because we're going to Manchester Pride we in are. a few hours. So we thought we'll get this out of the way. Out of the way? Yeah, yeah, because we hate this burden, this. and we hate you. Get this burden out of the way. Yeah. We um, thought we'll just stop. No, we found this. a little time slot. Now we're uncharacteristically sober because it is early. Um, I actually have a smoothie in front of me, non-alcoholic smoothie. What do you I, think of that, Paolo? I offered you champagne. Yeah, well, first of all, I thought I'd better lie my stomach first with something. Yeah, so I, I did. <laughs> so yeah, I have. To, I'm driving, so we're, we're going to Manchester Pride mm-hmm. um, for the week. We're very the proud. weekend. We're very proud people. Yes. So we got that going on, and we thought we'll get Canada um, done, so we're, that everyone's got something to listen to because we'll be releasing another one. We'll be going to our first drag brunch. Yes, because <laughs> our, yes, we are going to our first drag brunch tomorrow. We useless for us. We, we, we what? Like, why? I mean, why do we even fair, podcast about to, drag queens? Been, we ain't done nothing. We've been many a drag show, just not specifically the brunch format. Because I do think it's a newer thing in the UK. Yeah, but well, you know, no, Tom, I, I don't think it is in the regional aspect. I do not think, I think it in is. In the UK, drag has always been associated with nightlife, Tom, cabaret, Tom, clubs. You're a liar. You're a liar, and I'm gonna tell you why you're a liar. <laughs> you're a liar, and that's why Derek hates that's you. That's why Derek don't like you. Okay, that's why Derek don't like you. Now, Linda, listen, I've been telling you about. Remember that that um Chinese taster place we went to? They, yeah. I told you, they got a drag brunch. Well, I really want to go there because she's a Madonna impersonator. Exactly. So why are you okay. saying that there's none? I, and I've told you there's a one. That Camp in Furnace, they could do drag Tell brunches. Tell me where you're lying. That was a song. <laughs> that was somewhere near the tune. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, mm-hmm. we'll line that up in the next few weeks. But, well, um, what, what, so we've got that. We've, got, we've, we've booked some places. To, I mean, to be honest, I know we go for a minute to the Pride, and we are proud. We are, you know, hey, we, yeah. I, you are, you know, you are fierce. You I, are, I mean, you, I'm not ashamed. You, you are fierce, Alexis Michelle. Yes, girl, God, <laughs> you, you know, house down boots. <laughs> yeah, no, you are fierce competition, mama. Yes, God. N- nothing, who, nobody can do Alexis Michelle like Alexis Michelle. <laughs> I feel like I can go to New York and throw a rock and find five people who can do what you do. Poor Alexis just sat there after that. I don't think she really had to come back. She's like... <laughs> I mean, Shay was pissed. Shay was annoyed Shay, because you could uh, that whole reunion. Shay is just pressed. It had been victory had been snatched from her by a format change. Stolen, not stolen because I, you know, the as it turned out, um, uh, Sasha totally trounced the competition. But Shay. It was so disappointing and sad for Shay that that's when the format change happened. But they say it happened because the lip syncs have been so lackluster that season between Charlie Hyde and Valentina. So Shay, blame Charlie and Valentina, frankly. Hmm. That's why they that apparently that's what they say about like the change of format. They they needed some like killer lip syncs to redeem them. I do feel it was stolen from her. She's got every right to feel that way. Sasha did win, and oh, she won the lip sync. She, I mean, it was very much not on the same scale as Monet and Jinx. Like Monet won the lip sync, but Jinx Monsoon won the series, and that was the that that is the same. However, that's quite it was different season nine because it was it was such a victory that it couldn't be denied. Should I? She was annihilate Sasha annihilated Shay. Should I point out that the Black Queen got screwed over in both circumstances? <laughs> I don't I I do feel this Shay was screwed over. I don't think Monet was. I mean Monet won that lip sync. So which is it? Do you do you win based on the lip sync or do you win based on track track record? I think it's track record. And the lip sync should have a has some weight, but not as much. Like, what's the point of having like ten episodes, twelve episodes of challenges and, and slaying them if it's going to come down to a two-minute, not even a, a one-minute lip sync? If that's going to judge the winner, what's the whole point of doing the whole show? Yeah, I mean, I'm in no way trying to diminish the win of Sasha or Jinx because they're both fabulous queens. 
what I'm saying is production should at least be consistent. 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 Yeah. Tom, we're on Canada's Drag Race. We, now, we're in our mean, top six now, oh, aren't we? Tom and I are going to a feminizing makeup. You signed I, up for this. I, I Tom feel doesn't like... know this. I've signed, I have signed up, Tom and I, to a feminizing makeup masterclass workshop tonight, uh, this, this weekend. It's today, actually. <laughs> I just feel like we're taking the spot of some like lovely trans lady Tom, who I just needs feel to learn like about these things. In order for us to appreciate makeup, like you know, we, we talk about it, we judge them. I think we need to know certain things just to give us a, a little edge. We've both got full beards today, Tom. There are many drag queens with beards. It's. I don't think it's a drag makeup workshop. I Tom, think I don't know why you just don't say thank you and shut up. <laughs> I think it's for. For like trans femme people or other people who want to uh, just zhuzh up and feminize their features. Why can't I want to feminize my features? Because I know that you don't want to feminize your features. You don't know me like that, girl. (laughs) You don't know me. Is this your way of coming out? Tom... Are you coming I, out today? I, I done been out. I done been out for a long time, Tom. No, are you coming out as trans today? That's what I'm wondering. Um, I'm going to move on, Tom. Okay. Okay, because mm-hmm. there's energy. I don't need it this early in the morning. Well, I've had one coffee. And I've had none. I need more. I haven't even had water. I've just woken up, set it all up. While you done had your spa, done her facials, done her lashes, her beard, a... made her smoothie. You've had a clear Made her smoothie. Hour Tom, you've had the whole to morning. To do what you need to do. Tom, I've I'm done... not having this conversation on air. We're not. I'm not. I don't, I don't, this is not sibling rivalry. We Our do viewers not, we do not, not need to hear this. Okay, yeah. it's just everyone. Um, we apologise. It's just really early. It's really and early. We, we really don't like each other. We're not going to slip into that again. Okay. Okay. Now energy. Okay. Energy. Energy. energy this, yeah. Excellent. Curtains. Curtains up with the light shining bright. That is your key. Now, what? On Ten that note. Ten with you. Ten with you. I gotta. Sleeve. Speaking of icons. Yeah, I mean, so we, we know that this week is a rusical. This yeah. week is a rusical. So what we're doing is, I thought I'd just spring it on you at the time. Mm-hmm. Instead of us going through, um, you know, chronological from, from beginning to end, mm-hmm. I'm going to skip straight to the musical and we're going to watch the musical and then we're going to judge and give our feedback on the musical without okay. the bias of... Of production without yeah. the the um misdirects you know how they try to show us someone's doing better without the a story without the the hints that someone might be going home based on you know cool. the editing i want us just to enjoy the musical and discuss it honestly and then we'll watch it from the beginning and see what shenanigans have happened if there's anything else to discuss i'm all for it and i would like us to do this on a semi-regular basis to mix things up because i do like trying to strip away the production shenanigans it's not impossible because of the way that things are shot and edited in the end but at least we can take away the foreshadowing yeah and the telegraphing now the power ranking so far is giselle's got two wins mm-hmm. right? no bottom twos and no bottom two. And then we have an equal second, Kimmy Couture and Miss Fierce, because <laughs> yes, they both have trouble. one win and they both have one lip sync. Team Rocket. They really are, yeah. right? And then we have Jada, who's got one win and two bottoms. Yeah. Irma Gerd and Vanderpuss are the only ones without wins, but Vanderpuss is at the bottom because she lip synced. No. Um, no, Sorry, Irma Gerd is at the bottom because she lip synced last week. And we said goodbye to the lovely Bombay. And that was a lip sync. That was it was, it was that a was tough one. Tough one that one. It wasn't a tough one. It was a bad one. No, I'm saying it was a tough one to watch. Oh yes. It <laughs> like was a, it was tough on me. It was a strange one. <laughs> it was a tough one. Um and obviously I think it is worth mentioning we did say goodbye to a front runner a couple of weeks ago. There is another win out there in the ether, and that was Lady Boom Boom. Um it is interesting how organic Canada can feel, and I find it refreshing that they're not afraid to send home somebody who's got a win. When um, Drag Race US often protects those girls, well, Max, well, Max and Max and like Lanasia Sparks, yeah, are like a, they're in a very small minority. They're the exceptions that prove the rule. Um, Max Lanasia Sparks, maybe Morgan and Mayhem Miller. They they went home early season and won the first episode, but it's a minority of queens that that happens to. It really is. Who do you think is a musical queen? 
Who, who gives us? I can. I, I'm a theatre girl. I am a. I'm a singer, dancer, actor. Who, who do you think is going to do well in the musical? Before we actually go into it, I, j- I just think Van der Puss is just going to be a great actress, an actress, um, and I think she's going to put on a good show. I think um, she will connect with this challenge. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I'm, I'm on board. I think Van der Puss would do well. Miss Fierce, I don't see her being a theatre girl. Kimmy Couture, I don't see her being a theatre girl. Uh, Giselle Lullaby, I I think she is. Um, she's been doing great with her acting, but I don't think Giselle is a theatre girl, mm-hmm. uh, a musical theatre girl. I still kind of expect her to do well though, because she's such an all rounder. I I don't know what I expect. I don't expect Giselle to do well. Yeah. Um, I think that she would do well if it was. Just an acting challenge. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But but you're right. She isn't. You're right. She is an all rounder. Mm. I don't think she'll do bad. I think she'll whatever challenge they throw at her. I think she'll either be great or she'll be pleasantly safe. Yes. I don't yes. think she'll ever be bad. Just Giselle style. I think. Um, Jada. I think. I I have high hopes. Not high hopes. I don't think she's gonna be. I, I, the same way I feel about Giselle. I feel yeah. about Jada. I think Jada will I, rise to the challenge. I do too. I think this could be a good week for Jada because I do know that she's got like charisma and stage presence, and I'm really hoping she can challenge that into this. Yeah. Into this. Irma. I don't see Irma doing well. Irma's a. But you know she surprised us before. But she's a quirky girl. Yeah. But I don't necessarily see her as a musical theater girl yeah quirky and music theater are just two different very mm. different groups it's yeah. very it's very rare that you see someone in i do think that say in high school they might sit at the same table quirky musical theater i don't think they would depends on how no, many no, other no. quirkies and musical theaters are around they no, might be forced to join no, up. Th- yeah. music theater people um musos they're very everything's music theater and, and it's just it focuses purely on that and the and the drama of it and, and the technique of the singing and the acting and the and the glamour that came with it and the the Tonys and and the people that came before. Okay, that's they're so into that quirky. That's not their cup of tea. Okay, it's, I, 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 I don't. I think see I'm them. picking it a little in my brain. And so they're more Glee Club. And let's say that quirky is more sitting with the art freaks in Mean Girls. Freaks. That's what they were called in Mean Girls, the art freaks. Okay. The the, the best characters belong to Damien and Janice. The coolest people you'll ever meet. Yeah, the cool but it said on the it said art freaks on the chart. Mm, yeah. Oh back- no, or that's what uh, Regina <coughs> called them anyway. <laughs> back in my back in my day, we yes. called them the emos. Uh we had the emo well it was in our school it was a little pre-emo, it was goths. We didn't emo. It was it was well before the emos, and I loved hanging out with the goth kids. They're my favourites. Can I confess that I tried an emo stage? Did you have like a little bit of an asymmetric fringe? Um, yeah, I had. A, I, I had. Well, I you know with my afro here, I had what I what what I thought would be a fringe with my GHD straightener, uh-huh, trying uh-huh. the best. And I not only I went above and beyond. I chemically straightened my hair. Did you from a packet? It was the no. worst thing you can ever do. Everyone, <laughs> did it fall out? No, the, my hair, Rapunzel. You can climb, you can hike, you you can tug of war. This hair, it will it your, will stand the your time. Your hair is like Teflon. Yeah, it will nothing mm. can. What it did do though is that it just it made it more. F- believe it or not, it's supposed to make it like nice and straight. It made it frizzy. I think you got to get something like that done professionally because it took out. Because what it does is it takes all the nutrients to make it yeah. dead straight. But when you take all the nutrients out of this hair, girl. It becomes more unmanageable. It, it was just... It it was, beca- you made it angry. You tried to tease it, but you just pissed it <laughs> pissed off. It, off. It, was, it was a moment, but yeah. Um, I, yeah, I went through it. And then I used to, and then there was this silly thing where people used to um, like try to... like They used to use the end of a compass you know, mm. in mathematics to like slit their wrists, but they wouldn't slit it because what they did is if you did a little... If you, if you did a little scratch... The um, it would the the bump would rise a lot, so yeah, it would look like worse. Like a cat than, scratch. Yeah, so it would look worse than what it was. And so people would do that, and I I could I could ne- <laughs> I just couldn't <laughs> I so couldn't do that to myself. You were like, I'm sorry, this just isn't for me. I'm I was like, I was like, oh, I really want to do it. So no, no I'm telling you what I did. So what I did is I used to get like a pen, <laughs> yeah, like a red pen, like a, you used to get a black or red pen, and mm-hmm. then you used to just like do a line on you hard, and then that would raise it. 
on <laughs> so it was like it was like you know come on makeup come on special effects on, on a slightly more serious note for people who do um deliberately self-harm and you know people do it for lots of different reasons sometimes it's a way of uh, managing difficult emotions sometimes it's a way of communicating distress sometimes it's a way of like uh, relieving um what they're feeling just in a physical way but um th- there are lots of kind of like harm reduction strategies that people can use and the different ones are appropriate for different people just depends on what suits them but for some people it's the sight of blood that is actually very relieving in that situation and a harm reduction strategy can be actually using red pen strange as it may sound it's actually like a legitimate um more adaptive coping strategy so even before i knew that i was Mm. doing it yeah yeah i'd not Directly comparing these circumstances, but just <laughs> saying that that, that I, is... I, I did mine purely because I wanted to fit in. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Um, it, it just... Well, like, that's teenagers. That, that, was, that was me just trying to like be a Polynesian emo, which is just not a thing. Obviously, there are teenagers out there who legitimately self-harm because they're going through a lot of psychological distress but it sounds like for you it was more of a trend for, for me it was not and i've yeah. told everyone knows this if i if i ever end up dead and they try to say it was suicide it was not it, it was it murder will have, it will have been a <laughs> yeah all my friends know that you yeah. could I, all my friends know paulo if we ever hear that it was suicide we'll find him i will we'll find rest. her we, we will know it was murder and i'm like thank you because i couldn't <laughs> like never equal opportunity we'll find him we'll find her it yes could have been her oh no, them them yeah <laughs> there'll be more than one I, I, i'm sure people people are out there for me you know so that, that's my predictions i think that vanderpost is going to do well i think jada will do um safe and Giselle will do safe and then the others I feel yeah it's gonna be hmm. they won't necessarily be the easiest connection for them shall we crack on oh do you want to reflect on last season's iconic rusical oh the the only thing that pops to my mind is the and I've already done it I've got a trick up my Sleep. I mean, Eve 6000, an icon for the ages. One thing we'll say about that. You didn't that. see it coming, baby. baby. You uh, were gooped in gag, <laughs> and you didn't see it coming. No, you didn't, didn't see, see it coming. coming. <laughs> you didn't see it coming. Um, obviously, uh, the favorite bit was when the wig was replaced on the head to then be revealed. To then put it back on. Yeah. Just like, I mean, everything about that you know, moment is iconic. It's just so, it, it was so bad. I remember the first time we saw it, I was like, what is happening? She said she was a singer. Oh my, it was just so good. It was just a feast for the eyes. I mean, Eve's an icon and she clearly does have a good sense of humor about it because she designed uh, Fierce's Reveliana runway look. Eve designed it. She's actually designed a few things this season. Hmm. Um, uh, worth mentioning though that was a rare ruser call with live vocals wasn't it they had microphones and they were singing live i'm pretty sure oh really there's no recording session i don't think now what well, we've yet to see this ruser call but remember we do have like a tiered system in terms of how impressed we are don't we least impressed is when it's pre-recorded vocals by a session singer medium impressed is pre-recorded vocals by the queens themselves most impressed is live vocals, right? When it's a real musical, mm-hmm. that's when we're impressed. And when I say real, it means the vocals have to be real time. There needs to be a microphone. I think at least if... Uh, I do appreciate that that's the most impressive. I think there's some credit to be given when the Queens have at least recorded their vocals before um, and they're yeah. not relying on a session singer. There has to be forgiveness because these Queens aren't music theatre professionals like you know we it's, it's hard because sometimes i need to remind myself that like these queens aren't people who did the training who did the auditions mm-hmm. who auditioned specifically to do that who were specifically auditioned to sing live and dance live and have breath control and have good pitch and have key mm-hmm. and know how to rest their voice and know how to use their voice there's a difference between that and then queens who are just thrown into a show and expected to be able to do everything mm-hmm. so i don't mind that i'm starting to realize I don't mind that they pre-record as long as it's their their voice. The issue is that with pre-recording comes favoritism production because they choose how much editing someone can get. Because there's, I mean, we can only go back to season 14 and the, um, he's the one I'm dreaming of every single day. I mean, what, what was that? That was Jasmine, but they gave George just more of the talky bits because George just couldn't really sing either. But they gave George just more um, 
talk bits rather than the singing yeah. bits. Whereas they forced Jasmine to do that bit that you've just beautifully sung. Well, the thing is, like, everyone else audibly has had more um, editing and fine-tuning and post-production to their voices, where I felt like they didn't do that much with Jasmine. They no, didn't, they didn't they, they, it just it literally just felt like a raw recording of her. It was the, and I felt that was so sad. It was the point in the season when they decided they they were done with Jasmine and they they were kind of trying to shuffle her out and they wanted to see her lip sync a lot as well. Mm. Actually, I don't. I forgot my glasses. That's a really good line. And then people always talk about season the um what was the Moulin Rouge? Everyone says that that was one of the best musicals, but, but that's not. It's not their voice. It's a lip sync, and I don't. I don't want anyone to say it was a musical. It was a lip sync. It's not their voice. Yeah. Period. I agree. So stop saying it's one of the best musicals. It's not that they beautifully performed. But minus points for using a session singer's voice. Minus, like, I think like 90% of the points for me take it away. Oh my God. What's a musical? It's Music comes first, yes. Musical, it's a musical. I, I think you should stop mincing your words and say what you really I, feel. Actually, actually, before we get onto that, um, and before we start looking at these and, and, and you know, saying what we think about all of these queens, mm. in music theatre, it's really mm. important that the acting, the acting has to come first. And when you okay. sing, the acting has to come through the song. Yeah. So, um, what's, what's the, I mean, I've, I'm trying to think of a great examples where um, we saw Waitress. Yeah. And do you remember when we saw Waitress and the girl who played it, was it Becky? Mm-hmm. The um, the sassy. Yeah. The, you know, the, she was played sassy by the girl waitress, who was yeah. Iffy, Iffy White. Yeah. Um, she was the same girl who played Iffy White. Now, she had just gone from playing Iffy White on the West End to now playing a support, supporting lead character. Yeah. And she has the song, and um, what was the, the um, what's her song? And Waitress. The light red and I read. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, she, and that, when we, maybe it was only on that time that we mm. went, Acting has to come first because you know, and you have to sing through. The song has to come through the acting, and then, and when I went to when I was doing music theater, they always said acting has to come first. Mm. They were, you can you can even look at um, musical choices when you see why did this person get cast over someone who's a much brilliant singer mm. because they can act. It. And a good example is um, Anne Hathaway. Mm-hmm. For me, Anne Hathaway in Les Mis, her, when you and the I Dreamed the Dream. Her acting made that song. Yes. Not the best, the polished. I mean, she can hold a tune, but can you, you can think of so many other queens, or so many other actresses who would have auditioned <laughs> for that queens, role yes. and who are much better singers. Mm-hmm. But she beat them out because her acting in that song mm-hmm. for me blew me away. I was like, I wasn't sold on her being um like playing that role. Yeah. Um, it's like Eponine, it Reveliana. Was, uh, <laughs> I wasn't, but when I saw that, I was like, "Oh my gosh, wow!" When we saw uh, that girl from who played Iffy sing that song, "Lights Are Red," and I grabbed it, yeah. and uh, that one, she kind of had a moment where she was singing to herself and more showing off her vocal skills than actually mm. singing in the moment of her trying to. And then in that song, she's trying to justify why she's cheating. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's I saying, saw my uh, moment and I grabbed it, but there was so there was one like point. He used without sin, cast the first yeah, stone, kind of thing. But there was a one point in the song where I felt like she was just singing as always a one one lady solo concert, mm. and she was just like really like you know trying to juice it up and singing to herself. And then I just felt like instead of being being in the moment, I felt like I was witnessing, and it just it took me out. I remember okay. that. So the acting has to come first, basically what I'm saying, and then and then everything else is beautifully flourish the true master is one who's a triple threat yep okay okay all right so we're gonna bear all that in mind going in here and we're gonna watch it now the squirrels trip the musical and i think it's a take off girls trip where the movie girls trip's got queen latifah tiffany haddish mm-hmm. jada pinkett smith and um they go on a girls trip just to reunite and just uh to catch up i'm not familiar with the actual film but i get the type of film and it's kind of the same here where they're all going on a, they all need a vacation and i think the what started that was um irma gird yes um she got cheated on mm. so they're, they're they divorce, they're taking her they? away and there was it seemed to me it was organized by jada yes who was the queen latifah of the the group um 
I think girls you should. figured out the plot exactly here. So, um, let's just get... First of all, I want to say that I actually enjoyed this musical. It was really good. I thought it was a really high standard. The 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 um, It was catchy. The um, mm-hmm. the first song. What was it? <laughs> That's catchy. What was it? So catchy. I could not get out of my head. What is it? Um, I vacation. need a vacation. Yeah. I yeah. need a vacation. Yeah, I need a vacation. <laughs> No, no, I need a vacation. It was that one. It was that one. And that was, so let's just start with Jada. Jada was the one who opened up the number. And I, I was like, wow, she can sing. Jada was great. I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to assume there was no auto-tune because look, yeah, let's just, I mean, we have to. We there have, was auto-tune on a few of them. Yeah, on all of them. Um, <laughs> but let's just, let's just appreciate. No, let's call a spade let's, a spade. Yeah, let's appreciate like, there was what, auto-tune. Yeah, let's appreciate what we, were, what we got. But Jada was pro- good. Yeah, they're not professional singers, so they, they yeah. can, you know, it's fine to give them a bit of help. Jada J- was the organizer, the team leader of the group. Yeah. Um, strong opening, good song. Fun, energetic. Yeah. Um, I, I thought she was doing like lots of innovative comedy stage acting. She's very expressive. Um, yeah, manic acting <laughs> slightly, slightly, but like to me, like really fun and upbeat and energetic. Um, I enjoyed Jada a lot. I thought she was great. Yeah, I I, I enjoyed Jada. I enjoyed I enjoyed. It. What did you think of her look? Um, she looked like a. I don't know if she's supposed to, but she looked like a um, like a holiday rep or an air hostess or something. Okay. That that pattern to me looked like a work uniform from the nineties. It was like a very jazzy print. Um, but you know, it's for a character. It's I don't think this is Jada's style. I um like the wig. The wig was great. I think I think it was good. I really enjoyed her falsetto. Mm. Um, going into the higher parts of um, vacation. You know what? I want to sing it, but like everyone, it's early in the morning. <laughs> He's not done his vocal exercises I, yet. My, my voice is not warm. You know, you so I, I, I don't want to be like, like, I like to voice it like that. Ah. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> the, uh, her, um, we need a vacation. We need a vacation. Then she went hop into the... Um, Everybody out there knows you've got a beautiful voice. So don't be shy. Everyone don't be shy. The, I'm not shy. I just know that my voice isn't warm. So I'm not going to try to go for notes that I can't. We'll take right a moment. Now. You can have some honey and lemon and it's, do some exercises. It is, everyone, it's 6am. This, this is not quite 6 a.m. Well, it feels like 6 a.m. <laughs> okay, like get off my back, get off my back, get off my back. But she was great. Um, the next one we should talk about, I want to talk about Miss Fierce. Miss Fierce, I was pleasantly surprised. By. I was surprised. I thought she was great. Like, F- Fierce was, was up. I think the character choices, oh, pen went flying. I'm sorry, very excited. Um, the character choice was perfect for her. I'd re- be really interested to know if the characters were assigned or they chose them because she went for the most fierce, alicious character. She, the bossy. I think she was the bossy un- entrepreneur girl. That, that's the Entrepreneur. Kind of, yeah, that's what I got yes. from her. Um, but, you know, spoiled and entitled as well. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like, wow, she can... I thought she had a really good voice. I was like, oh, she's got a good voice. And it's not just... she was. She was hitting the right keys mm-hmm. and the right pitch, but also her tone, the quality of the sounds. Sometimes she was, sometimes her voice would hit this. There's a part of her voice. I don't know if she knows this. There's a part of her voice that is well, she'll just be listening. So she's about to find very out. Very nice. Mm. It's it's her it's her sweet spot. Mm-hmm. And she, what what what, what she, if she wants to pursue singing, she needs to learn how to find that tone, that sound, and mm-hmm. make it everywhere make okay. it make that sound um all the time it was just so yeah i was i was really happy with her good comic actress she had some really funny moments um, she's really coming into her own she really is that win really gave her the confidence didn't it she was growing before that because she was solid in snatch game as well she had a very nice upper range as well and she didn't have to go into the falsetto she went into a head voice and the difference is you know when we heard um jada's you, jada was obviously going into falsetto because it was more mm-hmm. breathier when she went higher it was like a half like a it wasn't like a ah, it was a ah. mm-hmm. so it was it was that that's falsetto but miss face was hitting in the head voice which is a, a mix it's just stronger it's, it's, yeah. it's a better sound um, I was like, oh, girl, she's good. <laughs> I was like, come through, sis. I thought Fierce is fab. The The look was cute. The kind of like baby pink kimono-esque number. Um, thought it looked like it could do with a bit of a steam. It was a bit wrinkled, but that's, mm. <laughs> you know, neither here nor there, really. Okay. Um, Her performance was fab. I can't comment on their makeup yet, but as of tomorrow... <laughs> 
Well, after tonight, I am gonna know how to do makeup, oh, auntie. I'm gonna have this down. No, Miss Fierce was good. Next up, we'll talk about Vivian Vanderpuss. Now, Vivian Vanderpuss is a good example of someone who knows... Well, first of all, I think she is a, a really good actress and a good mm-hmm. improv artist. So she had to work on acting. Mm-hmm. And her acting really came through. It was so good. Yeah. Perfect for the stage. I think so far... I think she was the best actor up there. Agreed. I would have to say close behind her... I would, I'll, I'll tell you later. Um, but it was Irma Gerd for me. But um, anyway, yeah. Vivian Vanderpuss, acting came through first. Such a good comedy actress. The six on the beach, hold the beach. So good. Everything was just yeah. like the timing of the, the was good. Now, the only thing is that, you know, um, I don't think she's the best dancer. And I think that, I think it showed. I also don't think she's the best singer. Uh, but she held her notes. The thing is, I found everything so breathy. Mm-hmm. Everything was so breathy. And it's not a bad thing because sometimes it's a stylistic choice. But however, when it was as breathy as her, I couldn't hear. It's, it's hard. When, okay. you have to, when you have to concentrate to hear what they're singing about, it's not a good thing. I get, I get what you mean. I do, I do think she was a real scene stealer, though. Oh yeah, she was she's, great. She's she easily was... the best actress, and you know, the funniest. Essentially, another example of great casting because it's very in keeping with uh, Vivian's drag character. I'm just here to cheat on my husband. Yeah, to go for like this cougar type of character. I thought you were, were going to say Coolidge because it was kind of the same too, wasn't oh, it? Oh yeah, not a million like miles cougar away. Cougar meets Coolidge meets Vivian Vanderpuss. Yeah, uh, but. I think her acting was spot on. I think um, there was a, for me, uh, her dancing with the two tango men, tangoing with the two dancers, mm-hmm. she got lost. She got I w- swallowed. I was w- wanting to hear what you thought about that. She got actually. swallowed. Mm-hmm. She really got swallowed by them. And when you're, I feel that when you're the female, when you're the, the woman counterpart in the tango, mm-hmm. you control She's exuding I, I, I feel like she needed to control the men power. yeah she is sex she mm-hmm. is the symbol of sex in that dance and when she was swallowed by the two men i just felt like oh no she needed to really take control she yeah, needed okay. to really take charge of that moment where she didn't and um i mean it's been said before put a cork in it <laughs> it will do wonders for your enunciation, <laughs> but um, Trinity K. Bonet. <laughs> um, but no, and I've said it before when a lot of the time, because I, I used to have that feedback um, when I was um, singing. They used to say that I sing to, um, I, I can sometimes get a bit breathy, mm-hmm. um, but what you need to do is you need to sing more front. And I've said that time and time again. So I'm telling you that You need all to bring the, time. the sound more yeah. towards the nose. Yeah. You need to bring the sound more towards the nose, like what I'm doing right now. Like Woody Allen. That's me being exaggerating it, mm. but when you do bring that sound forward and you mix it with your voice, it becomes the sound becomes much more clearer. Yeah. Okay. So Vivian Vanderpuss, probably the best actress and one of the funniest, but not the best dancer or singer. But you know, you were saying quite consistently, it's the acting that yeah. you feel really counts here. Yeah, acting was good. She was the um the Valjean of the movie. She were, who who played Valjean? Hugh Jackman. Uh, no. Um, Which one's Valjean? He was the really bad one. Naughty one? Yeah. In Les Mis? Yeah. Are you sure that's not Hugh Jackman? Valjean? Valjean? Yeah. Oh, gosh, I can't remember now. Anyway, I've not seen Les Mis. Um, two, four, six, oh, one. That, I, I need to find out now. Okay, well... No, that's Javier! Yeah. Who played Javier? Mm. Yeah, and you're right. Valjean was um, Hugh Jackman. Javier was. Are you? Are you? I need to find out. I'm finding out now. Why don't you just occupy the air for a moment? Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> um, oh. Valjean was Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Javier was Russell Crowe. Okay, yeah, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe was the worst casting ever. Now he's okay. an example of where acting coming first doesn't doesn't help him. <laughs> Do you know why? Because in Les Mis. There is, it's all singing. There's no talking. So it didn't work there mm-hmm. because the the acting and the singing was one. Mm-hmm. There, There's no lines where people are just talking. Everything is a song. Every line is a song. Every Everything is part of a song. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, if 
I, I mean, Javier, I mean, that R- Russell, uh, it was bad. Russell it was Crow. bad. It was bad. Sorry, Russell, if you're listening. Let's talk about Kimmy. Now, Kimmy is our sassy gold digger girl yes. lady. Now, um, and Vivian puts obviously is the Jennifer Coolidge, the the MILF yes. character. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, from what I heard, Kimmy is supposed to be the uh, gold digger. Yeah. She got money. So that's the essence of her character. What yeah. What do you think of Kimmy overall? I thought I thought had she not told me that she was a gold, that she was from money, I w- I would have thought she was just a sassy, fashion girl. I mean, she was very Kimmy. She was just like, yeah. Again, I think the casting fit because she was able to be herself. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, because we didn't see a lot of you know diversity i guess you know i just saw kimmy didn't variety see, variety i didn't see a huge amount of acting but i was very entertained by her um what do you think of her dance break well she kept up with the dancers yeah yeah i thought she was fab so that was the most complex choreo out of anybody mm. mm-hmm. she kept up with the dancers she she took control of the dancers and she mm. didn't get swallowed up by them at all no she held her own that was but we knew that we know kimmy's a great dancer so yes. that was that was great uh, she had that completely not obvious reveal. No. Nobody could have predicted that. I, I didn't. <laughs> did you actually? Yes, of course. I did not see a Reveliana moment coming at all. <laughs> I did not. Wearing like a big smock. But rich people would wear that to the beach. To, As to a tear away. <laughs> to cover up the little dance costume underneath. I did not know that. Uh, I think I think Kimmy did good in her role. I think she yeah. really gave her role everything. It was more sassy. You, when I think rich gold digger woman, mm-hmm. I feel like someone who even her breath costs money, so she won't speak so much, or she won't give mm. too much because everything and this is worth my time. I won't give it energy. Right. Okay. Yeah. That, that's how. That's how I would have seen a. A rich gold digger type woman. I think Desperate Housewives, Housewives of like of every other. Oh, you know Housewives of Liverpool, so, the Housewives of Boodle. I mean, <laughs> just just think of that. I just thought that that's how I character acting mm-hmm. wise would have gone in that row. Okay, I do see where you're coming from. I I, I think overall she did a good she did a good job, and her dancing was the most impressive. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. She, she danced circles around everyone. I think even the dancers. I think she danced better than the dancers. I think she's a little That dancer with the ponytail was really, like, it was really distracting me. I did not like that ponytail. I didn't. I just, I was like, right, girl, girl. Like, <laughs> okay, his choice, his hair, but I wanted to snip it off. It was like that whiff. Do you think it was a clip on? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think if it was a clip on, it would have been fuller and easier. Kimmy did her job well yeah she did she did what but you know she 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 did her job the same way it's so sexy the way she talks oh oh, you cannot believe it (laughs) because that is what correct she's such a little firecracker she does entertain me a lot it was entertaining Mm -hmm. um yeah she gave it her flavor why not irma gerd for all the faults in the choreography and the group numbers Mm -hmm. i want to say that she to me had the best vocals. She she's she a really has the good singer. she's trying. I I do not believe it. I need when we watch it. I I'm, I want to hear her say she sings. Mm. I do not believe that she does not sing. She had yeah. the best control of her voice. That lovely light vibrato. Yeah, I mean, she's really lovely. Her she belted. She had the belt. She had the falsetto. She had the range. She had the range. She had the range. She had the range. Oh, Mama darling, you do have the range. She has the range. She had the range. I loved her duet with her, uh, with, with Giselle. Yeah, great chemistry there, I thought. I mean, in those moments, I don't know what the choreography was supposed to be, but since as we were watching it, even if she did mess up, I wouldn't have known because it was a duet between them two. So, yeah. And so... If she did stuff up, I wouldn't have known. I just felt like Giselle seemed, her moves seemed more confident and consistent. And so I kind of assumed it was Irma. I didn't assume, I didn't assume anything was wrong with the choreography. I just thought two people doing a duet work. What I would also like to say about Irma, she's one of the best actresses there. I thought she did her character fantastically well. Mm -hmm. That kind of character could be quite challenging because she could come off as boring and whiny, but she did a good job of keeping her likable and fun. 
Um, so I thought overall, you know, again, if we're talking about acting being a, a prime facet, she was really, really good. Um, the singing was great. Again, probably one of the best singers. Just the choreo was, you know, you could see in the group numbers, she was struggling to keep up. Yeah. She was Alona Verlying it. Yeah. Engine, but don't, don't, don't just put Ilona there on her own. It was she was not alone on that on that plank. She was right there with Jimbo. Who, who else was there? It was not. It was there with other people. So leave her alone. <laughs> I should really stop attack, attacking Ilona. Attacking Ilona. Um, yeah. So great job, Irma. And last but not least, Giselle. Giselle Lebay. Giselle was a, a very confident um, mm-hmm. actor. Actor in this. Yeah. I didn't hear much i think she was and and this is a good decision to do Mm -hmm. i think she was um talk singing yeah but i i felt like it suited the character as well because she was this kind of like straight laced lawyer character um so yeah it fitted it fitted the character i thought giselle was just really solid um she probably in some respects maybe she didn't shine as much as a couple of the other girls but she was in no way anywhere near bad um, I thought she was confident with her dance moves. I thought she was a really solid actress. She had some funny moments. That kind of interaction with Irma, there were some great lines yeah. that she delivered beautifully. I have the least to say about Giselle because mm-hmm. there is, I don't, I think, I mean, she was a good actor. She was a confident actor. Uh, and that's that's it. Just so, solid kind of summer up. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the thing is, they were all good. They were all good. I do not know who should be in the bottom. I, I can tell you who I would put the top three. And there's six there. I'm just going to choose my top three, which by default Did, puts the okay. others in the bottom three. That's a fair way of doing it. The top three for me is... Oh, this is so hard. Here. The top two is... Okay. <laughs> this is too hard. I have a top four. You are conf- Okay, go on then. That'll be something. Okay. Um, Irma, Jada, Miss Fierce... And then Vivian Vanderpuss. I think you're right. I think that's probably who I would say. I'm not just copying you, Paula. I'm not just copying you. I was thinking that as well, honestly. Okay. Um, And yeah, I think if I'm just running through the girls, my faves, and I think the best ones overall were probably... Do you know what? I'm going to go for a top three of Jada, Irma and Vanderpuss with Fierce as safe, but she was still really, really good. There was just a really high standard this week. I cannot put Miss Fierce safe. Her voice and the, her solo was good. And I, I couldn't. I, I hate to think that by default that Kimmy and Giselle could be bottom two based on our assessment because they were fab. They don't deserve to be in the bottom two. It's just nitpicking this week and it's just a matter of comparison. I'm going to give you my top two. My top two is Jada and Irma. Yeah, I can get on board with that. Jada and Irma, and then the other, uh, between Vivian and Miss Fierce, who takes the third spot. But for me, Jada and Irma, um, I wouldn't even be mad if Jada won, but I do feel that Irma, Irma should win. But her her choreography is what lets her down. She's not had her win yet, has she? No. Um, It'd be interesting in creating a level playing field and more excitement towards the finale. I think in terms of pure deserving... Irma or Jada could take it, yeah. and I'd be happy with either. Now, now that we've done that, let's have a watch from the beginning and see what they're trying to, how they're trying to fool us. <laughs> Shall we do that? Anything um, from watching it from the beginning? Um, are we going to like start at the beginning and talk about when the girls came into the workroom, or are we just going to like? Well, yeah, why, why not? So, let's just go back. To the, let's do what we used to do. So the girls are back. Um, obviously, Bombay's gone. Bye, bye, Bombay. Bombay is Bombay. 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 Bombay by girl. Um, your lovely queen, though. Um, sad to see you go. Um, the, the queens were joking about. We were a bit confuzzled by the lip sync last week, and the girls were joking about Irma's moves. They were unique. They, they were unique. It was, it was a lip sync. She explained some of the thought it process. It happened. Um, you know, there was a point of view um, that didn't necessarily translate. Um, to the lip sync um, the funniest bit though I think is just like um, Fierce won and she was really underestimated nobody named her as a potential winner last week and there she is as the winner and the other girls just seem really unimpressed and are like rolling their eyes like we're never going to hear the end of this and it's another like Fierce moment they do like this edited bit where um, she's left on her own in the in the workroom unable to get out of her outfit and everybody's gone yeah 
she really is becoming the star of her own movie. Work. <laughs> um, so then we have a, a a mini challenge. Kimmy wins, but doesn't really it doesn't give her any advantage this week. Um, but what we were intrigued by was what how were the roles divvied up, weren't we? It turns out the girls choose them themselves. Well, yeah, the the girls fight amongst each other. There's not much fighting though. It wasn't very dramatic. It was very diplomatic. Well, um, Irma did want the role that Jada got. And then the role that Vivian Vanderpuss got, she tried to get out of it, but then ended up just taking it. So... Yeah, but it still wasn't any drama. There wasn't I any... I mean, they weren't breaking bread evenly. It was like, well, your, your piece is bigger than mine. Give me some. It wasn't kind of like diabetes levels of like, I'm having this role, you know? Not just diabetes done that, Tom. I know. Leave her alone. She's a friend of the pod. We adore diabetes, but that was such a good scene of her asserting herself effectively. Um, I guess like Irma says that she's a good singer. And so she and and Jada feel she's a good singer as well. Wrong. Jada said that she's a singer. Irma said that she likes to sing. Okay. 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 But they both go for a a role that's described as having more challenging vocals. But Jada wins out. Mm. Um, And... Yeah, the kind yeah, of- Jada just took it. Like Jada, Jada said she wants this role and she's having this role. She asserted and herself. I know her. for a fact that Irma wanted that. Irma wanted it, but how do you know that for a fact? Because she said that. Yes, Tom. Because she <laughs> opened her lips and the sounds that came from her mouth said, "I want that role." I know, just the way you said it, as if you know it was your intuition that told you. But Jada, you know what? You how there's a there's a. A power dynamic there. I have a win. You don't. You just lip sync. You don't get to choose. There, I think there it's is also, sometimes... I'm, I'm a drag legend in Canada. You're not. And what's your name again? <laughs> oh my gosh. So, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Kimmy's quite happy with the choreo heavy role. It's the choreo that when when they. I think um, Vanderpuss likes the sound of her character, but when she reads the challenging choreo, that's what puts her off. And it made sense because we we were saying roll the tapes, guys. We were saying that um, that solo, that that dance number, just wasn't wasn't right. Yeah, I'm guessing. Well, she kind of rises to the challenge, doesn't she? And Miss Fierce has a little moment where she kind of self congratulates for kind of pushing her into the role, and she sees it as a revenge act of sabotage. So the fierce of old is back. Remember two weeks well, ago when she said she was turning over a new leaf and she was going to play nice? I think she did, but I, I don't know. It seems to me that Vivian Vivian really wanted the win. And she did, mm. she kind of did, you know, she did really well last week. But do you think that Vivian's still holding on to that week one fight? What well, Fierce is? No, I don't think Fierce is. I think Vivian is. Okay. When she I, no. said, I just, I, don't, I didn't think you were going to win. I just didn't care. No, and that's I, such that, that's that's a very strong thing to say. I think she's I don't frustrated. Think she, I don't think she she would have said that to anyone else. But she, I think it's because fierce was needling her, and I think she would have said it to anybody who said that to her. She's very frustrated with herself, and she's projecting that outwards. Okay, that's what's going on. Okay, well, what would you know about people's minds, Tom? <laughs> yeah, what would you know about reading behavior? Yeah, very I little, think so. Very little. Quite close to being sacked, actually. <laughs> but there was nothing else. There was nothing else that um well, I, t- I learned from that. Giselle's tone deaf. Oh gosh! But she's the first to admit it. She's very sweet and she funny is. About oh, she's. It. You know what? She's very honest, and she knows who she is and what yeah. she excels at. And she was the first to say it. You're you're very right. Mm. Um, at the same time, I want to say that they were that um, editing was very kind to her because there was definitely a lot of work done in um, the sound room with her vocals. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, why is Brad Goreski the um... girl? Budget cuts is that's the only reasoning I can think of. Money saving money. I mean, what we saw of his direction was actually quite good. I thought. I thought he made good suggestions for the girls in terms of you know, Jada just to focus a bit more on a characterization because her voice is there, that kind of thing. So he wasn't bad. It's just very very interesting to me. Very interesting to He's me. He's not a vocalist. He cannot. We don't know that. He might have an album that we just don't know about. Hmm. I think we would have known. I mean, he's style superstar, Brad Goreski, yes. isn't he? He's not vocal superstar. No. Oh. There we go, anyway. Budgets. Budgets. 
That's all I can I, think of. Any, anything you put, picked up on in the um, choreo session with Yeah, Hollywood that Jade? Kimmy's a bloody good dancer. Oh, she's fab, isn't she? She's not someone that can just dance. She picked up the choreo really fast. Mm-hmm. Like, she must have a dance background. Oh, she's, she's just a superstar when it comes to dance. She's a dancer, I would say. But so was Giselle. Giselle's a trained dancer too, we found yeah, out. She picked her up super quick and she was super slick. So compensating perhaps for her vocals there. Irma is not a natural choreo picker-upper. I think everything that we're discussing now is what we already knew it's from watching almost, the musical. Like, I don't think, yeah. From now on, we're just going to wax the mixture challenge. Wax the? Wax the? Wax the mixture challenge. We'll just watch the mixture challenge and we'll just know. Just like a little workroom thing to pick up on. Um, Giselle had a very sweet moment that was very very sad there were like real genuine tears and she spoke about something that i'm sure a lot of viewers can connect with um as as she kind of got older in school she was more and more confused about why she was being bullied and uh she she just you know was naturally flamboyant and effeminate as a lot of queer people are and it's not something she could or should suppress but she was very very severely bullied for it to the point where she was contemplating suicide which was just heartbreaking to hear um, I'm sure her story speaks to a lot of queer youth around the world who are who are watching. So it's really, really brave of her to share that. Um, but she said that she was able to find support in a in a really understanding guidance counselor who like understood her and lifted her up. And she was able to see. I guess it's a bit of an it, it gets better kind of story, which I really, really hope people anybody out there who is struggling with anything similar can take inspiration from, because she says that as soon as she could, she got out of where she was, moved to Montreal, found her people, found her village. And blossomed, and she says she's got a beautiful life now. Oh, so I it's love it. yeah, it's I such love it's it. such like it was really really heartbreaking because of how like obviously real and honest those tears were. Um, but it's so good to hear that she she made it through that. And I guess the message there is, hopefully anybody who's going through something similar, if you you can take inspiration, hopefully from Giselle's story, things can and do get better. But like I guess try and reach out to somebody. She reached out to this guidance counsellor and they were the rock that she Mm. needed at that time. One day you will find your tribe of people who are just like you, who who get you Mm -hmm. and who you get and everything will just be a million times better. And it might not be possible to see that right now, Mm. but there are many people who are living proof of it. But the the other important thing is don't suffer in silence with something like like suicidal thoughts, please reach out to somebody, please share it with somebody you trust or somebody professional. A a quick Google search, you can find um, groups that you can talk to or places. I mean, in the UK, obviously, there are many services available through the NHS, but there's also telephone services like the Samaritans that you can reach out to when you're absolutely at the end of your tether. Or before you're at the end of your tether, please just speak to somebody. Thank you. Let's leave that there. Do you want to serious look, note. Serious should note. we have a look at the runway? I would love to. I love runways. How did you know? I just, I just, I just guessed. <laughs> I just, I just thought I'd give it a go and give it a guess. What's the runway category? Um, it's some sort of post-apocalyptic thing, isn't it? Post-apocalyptic. It's post-apocalyptic, inspired by LaShawn Beyond herself. Dystopian. Dystopian drag eleganza. Extravaganza. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> extravaganza eleganza. So. Um, looking at the girls now, first up, we have Jada Shader Hudson. Um, I don't use this word very often because I don't think it applies to a lot of drags. I think it's a bit reductive and boring and lazy, but it's a bit costumey. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. I mean, man, in many ways, she looks great. Let's let's look at the positives. Her shape looks great. Her makeup is fun. What I would say is just she looks like she fell into a rack, a fancy dress costume shop and just said, I'll take it. There's just so many accessories just chucked on here. We've got the bandolier, the road sign shield, the baseball bat, the goggles, the pigtails. I mean, I can see a bunch of references here as well. You know, there's a little bit of Harley Quinn. There's a little bit of Tank Girl. There's a little bit of uh, that lady from Walking Dead. What's her name? Michonne? The, the, like, the really cool lady with the cloak who's the amazing fighter. But like... There's those elements. I just don't think... I think she should take one thing off or take it all off and start again. 
Um, I love Jada. I don't love this look. She served it with confidence and attitude. I get her references. I just don't think it's a well put together outfit. Mm. I've seen much better from Jada all season. It's it's a boot. It is. It's a it boot. Is, it's a little bit. Um, and Miss Fierce Delicious looks amazing. Fierce is really hitting her stride with her runway game. She with- is coming. She is. Like, I, I wrote her off very early on as another just young social media queen. This girl, look at that. This is so good. So, I mean, I guess, you know, in terms of things we've seen on Drag Race, it's faintly reminiscent of Crystal Versace's um, look from the Ugly Ball. Do you remember? She did... It's just similar source of inspiration, but yeah. she looks so, so good. This is um, in no way saying she copied Crystal. I think they took inspiration from the same place. Um, it's like one of those mirror people in Harry Potter. Well, to, yeah, to me, it's very kind of like taking inspiration from you that, you know, the, the kind of like golden era of like monster horror. It's very cle- creature from the Black Lagoon, but femmed up and dressed by Versace because the, the kind of like netting and the starfish give me Versace spring, summer 21. But like femme creature from the Black Lagoon. But you're right. There's the the were they what were they the Selkies or something in Harry mm. Potter, um, or or any kind of like spooky mer person character. Her shape is fantastic. The bodysuit looks great. The prosthetics are amazing. This is a total two. Yeah, if not a shoot. If not a shoot. Yeah, to shoot. Mm-hmm. Vivian Vanderpuss. I like this a lot. This is really really cool and spooky and out of the box. Um, and I can completely see her like creating the thought process. There's like this dystopian world where people dress like this in the future. And there's this kind of like blend of animalistic and human bits. So what it reminded me of um, most was like, there's a Gareth Pugh collection from 2015 and lots of bits of it were made up. It was very kind of like ooky, spooky, witchy kind of pagan. Um, and so there, some of the outfits had like these big antlers. Some of them were made out of kind of like hessian sacking, burlap kind of thing. So it, rem- it wouldn't look out of place in that collection. But I think, and the mask was just like really weird. There's a bit of an anime quality to it as well. It's a little bit like Spirited Away or Princess Mononoke kind of quality as well. Just very like nature spirit kind of paganism shinto those kinds of influences i like it it's a boot it's a a boot i like it it's a boot i like her boots but it's a two (laughs) it's a two yeah um and oh god she just looks i'm seeing a very um mugler inspired look here whatever miss kimmy thinks of dystopia i want to be there i mean she's thinking futurism more than anything wasn't she? yeah i like this i like what dystopian society are you it girl (laughs) i guess like what i'm thinking is like if it's dystopian rather than futuristic there should be some sort of element of like horror almost yeah. in there or, or like hardship there has yeah. To, yeah there has to be some sort of like post like abomination type yeah. suffering right yeah well, she there. looks like she's from a bit of a glittering shimmery future very jetsons yes um I mean, she looks she looks cute. Don't get me wrong. I do think they're going to start to critique her for a similar silhouette week on week. Um, I mean, we know you got a good body, bird. Oh, I mean, she's beautiful and she's got a great body. I mean, the obvious reference here when you see any kind of like silvery plated armor, fembot kind of metropolis inspired look is Mugler. Beyonce Mugler. <laughs> well, Beyonce did wear one of the. Mugler robot. Beyonce from the House of Mugler. Yes. Beyonce (laughs) Mugler. Obviously, Mugler did a few different robot suits, but this most reminds me of the one from the 91 collection that was worn by MRS. There's a bit like Paco Rabanne in there. There's a bit of Barbarella, that kind of thing. You know, she looks cute. She looks cute, but it's not dystopia. I think it's a little off theme. It's a boot. It's a little off. It's not a boot, but it's a little off theme. Um, It's a boot because it doesn't suit. It's not dystopia. Okay. 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 Or else they can just wear whatever they want and we have to say, well, it looks nice anyway. It's not wildly off theme, though, because it's futuristic. It's just not dystopian enough. I think dystopia and futuristic are two different things. Futurism is the future. Dystopian is dark future. Yeah. The, Tom, look look at her outfit. Okay, maybe she'll tell us a bit more about the storyline she has in her head in a minute. Okay. Irma <laughs> um, Gerd. Uh, this is really cool. This is definitely dystopian. Reminds me of a few different things. Reminds me of that movie Brazil, um, particularly that scene with the lady getting her skin stretched, getting the facelift. Um, she mentions um, Ghost in the Shell as an influence, and I can see that with the mask and stuff. Have you seen Ghost in the Shell? It's like a really cool anime. No. Uh, very dystopian. Um, 
And she mentions Barbarella in there, which I can see in the blue and the white of the costume and certain elements and the boots and stuff. This is cool. This is cool. It's probably not quite as chic as, say, um, Fierce or Vanderpuss is, but it's really cool. And I, I think, I think, it's, definitely um, I think it's fulfills the brief, but yeah. I just don't like it. Thing is, Irma's thing is not usually chic. It's usually more imaginative, playful, out of the box. So, uh, you know... It's not really a criticism to say it's not as chic as some of the other girls. I think it's really cool, and I do think I do think it's on theme. All right, okay, I mind the boot. Okay, now, now Giselle looks amazing. She looks really cool. I do think she's hit the nail on the head. Um, Absolutely, this look is everything. As Brooke alludes to, to me, it's very Dune. Um, I've not actually seen the remake, but I've had a look at some of the costumes and they are fantastic. I've seen the original, the David Lynch version, Mm -hmm. um, and it is very Dune. It's that kind of sci-fi kind of windswept desert planet, wrap yourself in robes, futurism kind of vibe. Um, You know, a little bit Tusken Raiders from Star Wars. Okay. Um, A little bit Mad Max as well. There's almost a touch of the, um, just, you know, in like the the hair and the face and stuff. Do you think there's a touch of the um, Hunger Games kind of Capitol kind of look? Just, you know, like the poofiness of the hair and stuff? No? I I think think anything going can fit into that category. It was absurd It was fashion. absurdism, absurd wasn't beauty, it? Yes. Absurd fashion. Absurd beauty. Yes, yeah. it was. Yes. I just love this outfit. I mean, it's just amazing. It's, it's, this is stunning. There's three tops on the runway this week, and they're fierce Vanderpuss. Jada cannot win with that outfit. I'm sorry. So she's already out. The winner is Irma. <laughs> it might be. It Irma might... or fierce now. Like, I really am interested to hear what the judges have to say about Jada's outfit. but I do not like it. It could have cost... This could be an Alexis Michelle. It could have costed the win. Um, are there any outfits? That, is that outfit good enough to keep Giselle out of the bottom? It should. But then who would you put down there with Kimmy? Uh, Vanderpuss. But that outfit's so good. I don't know. I'm not going to make the decision. No, I have to make the decision. For me, the bottom is... It's a rusical, so you have to put more emphasis on the actual challenge. So I apologize. It's Giselle and uh, Kimmy in the bottom for me. Not because they were bottom, yeah. but because by default of everyone else being good and going in that order, yeah. they fall at the bottom of being the best. We've said it a hundred times this episode. Everybody was fab. We, yeah. ha- we hate having to choose a bottom two. But that's our job, Paolo. Yeah. And we're thinking maybe because of Jada's runway look, Irma might have picked Irma, the win. Irma should win this week. Should they, we have a look? Let's see how hard they are on our choreo, though. I am interested to hear that. I am not in agreement with this judging at all. I'm so glad that we watched the musical first and enjoyed it as an audience first before knowing where they wanted to take everyone yeah. on, um, in terms of who they wanted to place high and bottom because I disagree completely In terms with of not seeing the preamble and they, stuff. Yeah. I mean, first of all, well, let's just say, say congratulations to Vivian Vanderpuss. We love Vivian. We love she it. was in our top three for the episode. I don't think that the critics... They, I mean, I critique the dancing. I I taught dancing. I know dancing. Mm. I didn't see what they saw in that dancing at all. It was a little. She she was doing the movements, yes, but she wasn't. There was no commitment. There was no, um, like, the execution just wasn't great. And she the, was the storyline that we didn't know when we watched it. I guess was that she was an underconfident dancer who at least was able to do the complex choreo, even if it wasn't with the finesse that somebody else might have done it. I give props to her for giving it a go. She's still one of the funniest and one of our favourite actresses in it. She was the best actress, the funniest. Yeah. But um, the vo- no, she had one of the three down. She had the acting, but not the dancing and not the singing. We still love Vivian, It's strange though. to me. We love Vivian But Vanderpuss, I love her, so. and she's, she's well due a win. Yeah. I think there's other times where she should... They're doing the whole thing like, she wasn't maybe deserving of the win this week, but she was deserving of wins in they previous weeks. Season. So they did Yeah, so they've yeah. done that before, so it's just like, oh. Um, and then, who else? They also... So the, the high was Kimmy and Fierce. Yeah. We agree with Fierce, um, Kimmy, we're a bit worried about, but they they loved. Oh, they loved him. Remember, there were no bottoms. There were just like we all we had our tops. Yeah. Now, Irma is lip syncing with 
Giselle Lullaby. That's and I just want to say that's baffling to me that Irma, with who was a great actress, who was and phenomenal, the best singer there, ends up in the bottom. It's very strange to me. It's very strange. Also, and judging, they didn't even talk about her vocals. They didn't. It was they, mean. Yeah. <laughs> they just focused. They focused she, on her fashion. And what else? And, the, the, the and her choreography. So let, let's just hone in on the fashion thing. They didn't actually say anything about her imaginative and fun outfit. Brad was just like, it was a pointless tearaway. I didn't even notice the tearaway really, but it was like, okay, fine. Why don't you appreciate the, the ideas and the fun and the craftsmanship yeah. of the rest of it? Yeah. Um, and yet they they just focused on her dancing. They didn't focus on any of the good bits of her performance, which we really enjoyed. Which was everything else, which was the acting and which was... One the... of the best actresses, very funny, and a really good, the best vocalist, probably. She It's not probably, she was the best vocalist. Sorry, I'm sorry. She Look, I'm, very, I'm not on the judging panel, she so was don't, very don't good. turn your I find it so shocking that she's in the bottom and that she didn't win this week, and I I mean, for me, it's just got agenda written all over it, that she was never meant so, to go... Th- Far. In the midst of that judging, the writing was on the wall to me that Vivi van der Push was going to win and Irma was in the bottom two. It just became clear then. And that's when it clicked for me. Right, okay. The the production team see these girls as too similar as their quirky queens, even though they're not similar. They're completely unique. And they're picking which one they want to go further now. They've made their choice. It's going to be Vivian. She's got to win. And Irma ends up in the bottom two with Giselle. It wasn't easy. This was an easy win for me. Giselle won this. She didn't even like. And I think the song was so cool and attitude. I like. There this was song no a lot. desperation mm. behind Giselle. Yeah. Giselle from the get go was so confident, knew the song, and stuck to the song. Yeah. She was just sitting there, sitting, like posing. She held these shades. She would mm-hmm. walk around. She the jacket came off, she and then she started doing some movements and some things. And it was everything about her was sexy and cool. She timed that reveal beautifully. She 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 didn't shoot her load too early yeah. so to speak so many girls whip off the reveal at the beginning of the lip sync she she had she held her cool she kept it on until after the first verse like the first chorus or something um i love this song it was alana miles and i've never she's obviously famous for black velvet yeah uh, hi jujb um but i've not heard this one before it was a great song but like you say it had like this cool rocker like almost strippery energy that and she really held yeah yeah uh, so yeah the the winner for me Obviously, Giselle. Irma's moves, I thought, were just a bit too quirky and frenetic for the song, but I could see her fighting. Yeah. Poor thing. And the writing's on the wall, unfortunately. I think we're going to be saying goodbye to Irma Gerd. Congratulations to um, Lullaby. Giselle Lullaby. And farewell to Irma. Thank you for sharing your talents with everyone. Yeah, what a unique and lovely queen. Um I think she's earned a really solid fan base from this. I think she's appealed Absolutely. to a lot of people. Good. She'll go far. She'll go far. Um, so next week we have a ball. It's a ball. I, I, I do enjoy a later season ball sometimes because there's fewer queens to focus on because sometimes you can get a bit overwhelmed with looks. Even though I love fashion, sometimes mm. it's a bit like, oh, fashion overdose, you know? Yeah. Well, we'll tackle that when we see it next week. Yes, we will. Um, we're on our way to Manchester Pride now. Yes. Bags are packed. They are. Alcohol ready. Mm-hmm. Cocktails booked. I'm going to start off with an F45 class to get my <laughs> metabolism going before I before we get um, drinking and stuff. But then we've got a good weekend. We have. And you'll be next hearing from us for Drag Race Down and uh, probably recording on Sunday, I yes. think, when we get back. Yes. We're only away for a couple of nights. So don't worry, guys. It won't be long before you hear from us again. So we'll see you guys very soon. This is Bolo. And Dr. Tom. See you guys soon. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. Bye.